Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. She stunk the whole place out with it. Blimey, in it again. Carry on, Henry. A hilarious look back into history at the hits, misses, and mistresses of Henry VIII. Do you, Henry, take this woman to... I do, and so does she. Right, love, that's it. Through that. Not only that, it is said to greatly increase one's sexual appetite. i got news for you. Come the morning, you're going to be starving. Act the part of a loving husband. Impossible. Yes, well, perhaps in the meantime you could make some other arrangements, sire. What other arrangements? Like taking a mistress? I am the king with a proud family motto to uphold. Non crepito suum genuum. Never spit on your own doorstep. Carry on, Henry. The carry on courtiers in a right royal romp around merry England. Oh, come on. We're not in the age to look for needles, are we? <laughs> Carry On Henry, produced by Peter Rogers and directed by Gerald Thomas, stars Sidney James as King Henry VIII. When he reigns, it usually pours. Hello and welcome to another Carry On special. This week we'll be travelling back in time to get our big ones out while making sure we don't get our Hamptons caught. What better way to bring in a new year? Then getting together with friends and talking about how a 57-year-old man's having real problems coming. <laughs> yes, it's Carry On Henry. And joining me to chew the fat. Oh, good. Oh, that's one of your best ever. Yeah, I'm pleased with that. Is Dan Thomas and Paul Litchfield. Hello. Hello, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> um, hello. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed this. Um, so did I. Mm. Daniel. You know what? I, compared to the others we've done, I had, I, it was much more palatable. It has a plot, which really helps. It has a genuine plot, this one, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, and a slightly it's... complicated plot. Yes. Slightly, it is. It's slightly. Different, yeah, it's, well, well, I think with a different uh, treatment of the material, it's, it's a political thriller. Well, with a different treatment of material, it would be the Matrix. But yeah. I, well, yeah, you well, yeah. carry on, Henry. So. Well, I, I will say, imagine if everyone played it with the same uh, dead-eyed coldness as Patsy Rowland in the first scene. Oh, it's oh a my fucking god! Different oh movie then. Nobody, <laughs> no one fucking told her this was a comedy, right, love? You're going to get your head chopped off now, and she looks genuinely like you know all the toys at the end of Toy Story Three, but waiting for death. <laughs> <laughs> Patsy Rowland is all of them. 
she just looks so chalky white. Yeah. Really, sorry, can I say that? Um, it looks really wan and like miserable. You can, you just can't follow it up with a Jamaican accent. That's right, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really like, that's a great performance from Patsy. Did anyone tell her this is a carry on film? You're absolutely yeah. right. Well, she would have had good grounds to do your. Oh. Oh, yeah. um, I should say one of my favourite things about carry on films is always the alternate title yes and Talbot's only done one for this one he usually does variations but, he's only but done you one. know what it's a good one it's fantastic so we've got carry on Henry or bide by chopper bide by chopper <laughs> <laughs> he also does a little uh, paragraph gag which yes. I'm not sure is his best work. I'll read it. Well, load of old cobblers, come it on. It says, This yeah, film yeah. is based on a recently discovered manuscript by one William Cobbler, <laughs> which reveals that Henry VIII did in fact have two more wives, although it was first thought that Cromwell originated the story, it is now known to definitely be all cobblers from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I bet the first draft was like Dave Bollock or something. Yeah. The same joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, there's a nice alternative one they could have said, uh, only two wives gave head. Mm. Because <laughs> they were beheaded. They were, yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. Oh, well, yeah. I like the the first joke out of Sid's mouth makes me laugh. When when, when poor Patsy's being off to be beheaded, going yeah. to be beheaded, he says, um, after six months of married life, the only thing I'm having off is a red. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, all carry-on films, as we now know, mm. allude gently and sometimes overtly mm. to the act of coitus, mm. either having a nibble or not getting in. Mm-hmm. But this film is non-stop talking about fuckery. Yeah. Mm. Non-stop. Every single... I mean, I think we had it on one of the other ones as well. Every time somebody said it, mm. the yeah. it was always a fuck. Yeah. This one is... It's, uh, this is uh, this film has got about four jokes that are repeated 40 yeah. times each. Yeah. Which, is, which is tits, fucking... <laughs> like things that dicks. look like tits, things that are tits, but you try yeah. not to say tits. Things that might smell dicks. like tits. Also, you, we'll get to it. We've got two occasions in this where some. <laughs> I think we're playing with the word that sounds a bit like cunt. Oh um, my god! Also, when Guy Fawkes at the end, he says, "Oh, Fawkes." There's a there, there's a fucking a cunt. Mm. There's three cunts in this. Yeah. What do you mean this? Oh yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, okay. Terry Scott. <laughs> um, I didn't notice. Uh, I met a cast member of this. I no. met because Dave Prowse is in this. Yes, he is. Yeah. Which yes. I didn't realize. Know. I met him once, and what a grumpy man. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, hang on, hang on. What, 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 what were the circumstances? All did right. You, did you I shove love... your head through his car window again? You're Darth Vader. I was at a convention. Ah. Uh, uh, well, you know, because you had your dick out, and my dick was out. They said, "Sign this. Sign that." It's my lightsaber, but yeah, sign, sign the dark side of it, and then he went. Well, oh, come him on. and George Lucas didn't see eye to eye, did they? That's probably because Prowse has got a fucked one. <laughs> I can say that now; he's dead. That's true. Yeah, you wouldn't say him he's alive because he beat you up. He would beat me up. When he tell you as well, "Are you going to beat you up, you bugger?" Imagine him though. Imagine the confidence of the man sitting down for the premiere of Star Wars, going, "I can't wait for the world to hear my voice." <laughs> And then at the end, I can't wait for the world to end. Because <laughs> he, he did apparently he didn't know. I know we're talking about Star Wars, but apparently he yeah, didn't, he didn't know, know until did the he, yeah. Probably sat there thinking they're going to be everyone's going to be shit scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife probably told him, "Did you, did you have laryngitis that day or something?" Let me give you. I've got two facts about this film. Oh, go on. Are you ready? Yeah. They wanted originally to cast Harry Seacombe as uh, Henry. What the fuck ah. was this? Because um, Sid was busy filming, uh, sorry, doing a show in South Africa, and he actually arrived on the second day of the shoot, and but, I mean, they carried on with Sid. 
Because they, wow. it was, I assume, written for Sid, and then he wasn't available, and they said, right, who's the second biggest fuck machine in the country? <laughs> <laughs> He's got three days off highway. Does he mind... <laughs> Does he mind constantly saying he wants well, he, to have sex? He's probably coming off of Oliver, and he still have the big, big chops. Mm. So they were like, we'd only have to do, like, a little quarter of the front beard. That, I can imagine Peter Rogers being that cheap. Yeah, right, yeah. no one wants to fuck him, but we haven't got to take him to hair and makeup. <laughs> That'll save us 50 quid. I think he'd have been quite good, but Sid's Seek by him. far. No, oh, I him, forgot. No. There was, there was. I read this, that because he was sort of musical as well, he hmm. was going to be, they wrote some comedy madrigals or something. They did, for him that's to sing. right. So he was going to be less of a monkey. No, it's all going to be like, hey, nanny, nanny, me, yeah. me, me, that yeah. sort of stuff, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's exactly what it would have been. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they did use those madrigals in a Carry On TV special. Oh. Uh, That's right, yeah. Uh, carry On Fucking. Carry On Fucking with some madrigals. Um, and the other fact I've got is a, mm. a couple of... Um, um, blah, blah, blah. At one point, Sid James, the costume he's wearing is the exact same costume that Richard Burton was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> During the filming of Anne of a Thousand Days. Yeah, they used to do that, because that's probably all shot at the same studio. Yeah, they just raid the... All, yeah. raid the yeah, Again, company, I have a feeling Peter Rogers saving money there. Wait till Richard Burton was passed out from whiskey and ne- just stole his clothes off him. Just right, took it off him. Put yeah. that on before he wakes up, cunt. Sid James's trailer for this film was up Richard Burton's arsehole. Oh, hmm. well, lovely. Again, save some money. Save some money. Um, I also like this gag here when um, she, Patsy, poor pale Patsy Rollins has been taken off to be decapitated. And Terry Scott says, well, she was always a weekly woman. He goes, yeah, once weekly. Once weekly, yeah, because yeah. of fucking. Yeah, fucking. i got to say, I don't like Terry Scott very much, but I think he's great in this. Uh, do you know what? I was about, This is in my notes. I'm mm. not a Scott fan, but he shines in this. He's so good. He does beautiful reactions mm. all yeah. the time. Just constant... Oh, stuff. And, and also, constantly crossing himself all the time. Constantly crossing yeah. himself and looking up as if God's looking at him. Mm. And loads of references, which we'll come to, of yeah. things having to go up his arse. Yes. And being all, oh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> No one's ah. even asked you to. What are you doing? Yes. Ah. Um, so, even as a child, I was like, there's other places. You could wrap it around your thigh. Mm. You could wrap it around your cock. You haven't got to yeah. shove it sideways up your arsehole like your face is suggesting. You're thinking exactly. You put it under your hat. I mean, I don't know what you were yeah. thinking. Yeah. You, if you're riding a horse, put it up the horse's arsehole. But we're, we're talking... <laughs> Hang on, I should shut the window. Mm. <laughs> In case any horses are listening. Yeah. Um, we do get this good exchange as well because basically he's, he's killing Patsy Rollins because he wants to go and marry the French queen. French the queen. French queen. Yeah. yeah. And um, we get this line where he says, um, I think he says to Kenneth Williams, her figure's all right. What about her face? And he says, I am assured, sir, she is the fairest in all of Normandy. What about her, does the hourglass figure, the fullest in all of Normandy? Has she been chased? All over Normandy. <laughs> that is Great. a solid joke. That as a kid, I mm. I never got that because obviously it's the other kind of chase. Yes, which is not exactly. a word I knew when I was seven. Mm. Well, so, there's a lot of this in this because there's a bit where she where Charlie Hawtrey says one, and then she goes, "Yeah, I always thought you were one." Yes, yeah, yeah that's right. You're yeah. a homosexual puff. Also, which, which, which he clearly isn't. Because he's right up her ten seconds later. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Mm. Even fucks her on top of the bed. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He has a rope ladder. Oh, he's God. got a rope ladder. Yeah. 
Um, also, that joke that I read out, perfect, perfect observation of the rule of three there. So well done, Talbot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he grabs Joan Sims, pulls her in front of a vicar and says, I do, so does she. Yeah, straight to Nookie. Yeah. And then they go in and then she takes a garlic bulb. She does, eat, which, which, is, which, is, which is what the French do, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, well, let me ask you. This is what, 1971, 1972? 1971. Was garlic 70. not that well known in Britain at the time? Because no, it of course it fit. wasn't. This is, back in the time, this is back in the time when you were going to like the chemist to get olive oil to clear out your ears. Mm. Re- I mean, I knew that. Yeah. But I, like, so, it's so, so garlic is literally like ketamine at, at this point. I was going to say, no one knows what it is. They treat garlic the way they treated modems in the 80s. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Also, garlic is just filthy foreign muck, isn't it? Yeah. Right. The okay. They weren't Absolute serving garlic at Wimpy. Filthy, greasy foreign muck. Mm. <laughs> There's a bit. There's a bit where um, Scott sees a wench and literally does so much stuff. Mm. Looks like his cock's about to fly off. <laughs> like go through a stained glass window or something. <laughs> like a javelin. Like a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'd. I'd love again. I. I would. I want David Cronenberg to make a Carry On film. Oh my god! Like yeah. proper the body horror. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Scott's penis becomes sentient and flies out a window. <laughs> flies out a window, starts pulpating tits in a stained glass window. Yeah. <laughs> Is it funny? It's as funny as the other carry-on films, says David Cronenberg. <laughs> I think he could be funny when he wanted to. Imagine Sid James leaning over to Joan Sims and putting his hand through her chest and pulling out a flesh gun. And oh. fucking it. Yeah. Oh, God. Um... Yeah, this is when Charles Autry comes in to see her. He's Sir Roger Lodgerly. Yeah. Is that an extra joke that I don't understand? I, I know think Roger. it might be Roger the well, Lodger. Roger. Roger. Oh, I see Roger, Roger, Roger the Dodger. Dodger yeah, sorry. Yeah. But also Roger, fucking. Yeah. I know Roger. I was wondering if Lodgerly was slang that was long forgotten. I don't know. But he comes in. Oh, hello. <laughs> and then he says, as you say, I can be one when I want. She said, yes, yeah. I thought you were a one. Homosexual. Yeah, but before the marriage, marriage can be consummated, she eats the garlic. And she says it's a Normandy tradition to eat garlic before making love. I bet it's not. And, he's, <laughs> and he says, he gives the requisite, God blimey, God. Yeah, because her breath pongs. She pongs. Yeah. And he Do tells you think him, Talbot Rothwell had a bad experience in France once on holiday? I think he had a bad experience he's, everywhere. Yeah, he hadn't wrote about it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like, I was onto a winner with this bird, and then, you know what, she had something called garlic bread. Am I, am I saying that right? Garlic bread. And I couldn't, couldn't fuck her then. Well, I fucked her in the face, but not with my mouth. <laughs> that's, that's, I believe, an anecdote from Talbot Rothwell's uh, memoirs, A Chuckle a Day. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Read by Judy Dench. Read oh, my by. God, I'd love that. Read by Cuddles the Monkey. <laughs> Judy Dench going, in the end, I just fucked her in the mouth. <laughs> Chapter three. <laughs> My war. Um, he, says to, he says to Marie, so Joan Sims, don't make any hairdressing appointments. Yes, because yeah. of, of the head. Because he's going to chop her head off. He's going to chop her head off, isn't he? So then we've, we, we've already met him, but Thomas Cromwell, played by Kenneth Williams. Now, a different part for Ken. Yes. In that he's kind of not a figure of authority, because he usually is. He's doing his best to serve, which mm. is very unlike him. Yeah. He does have a slight sort of like mean streak, but actually he's very subservient, isn't he? Mm. 
and literally goes through what I would say is logistical hell yes. during this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like admin hell. To the point where it drives him mad. It does drive him mad. And he and he's rather wishes die. for his own suicide. He literally yeah. became, This is a film about two men being led to suicide. Mm. Yeah, who literally go book us the next ticket to Dignitas, the next horse. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Cardinal Wolsey and Thomas Cromwell are having a celebratory drink because they've organised this marriage. Henry comes in immediately, says she has to go. She stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, God Almighty! Apparently, even in 1971, people went Sid is not a lovable rogue in this. He's a proper sexist, misogynist monster. Mm. So after this, I think he only did a handful of films after this, didn't he? Carry on ones. Yeah. And he, he was a much softer version of the Sid. But in this one, he kills a woman, <laughs> threatens to kill a woman because she smells French, mm. and then he and then as we'll find out in a moment, hunts a woman for on horseback. Literally to have sex, hunts a woman for sport, yeah. Uh, with dogs and other men and then and then offers her tuppence in a barn. And then and puts it between her tits and wobbles her tits. And wobbles her tits go. Hand the girls, top and sabon. We get this good joke here where he says, get her an old. And Terry Scott says, an old what? Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, it is really gag heavy, this film. It's oh, like three it's really gag heavy. Gags mm. heavy. It's all one and issue and all that sort of stuff. But it's just constant. It's, yeah. You're barraged by filth in this film. It's like a fanny craddock program. That's quite gag heavy because you're going, um, <laughs> Ow. No. Um, so yeah, he goes hunting, as you say, hunting for wild tits. Yeah. In their natural state. Oh, yeah. also, sorry, we get the uh, line about Wolsey asking if the wedding has been consumed. Yes, right. I love that. Consumated. Every time I hear the word nibble in any context, my entire life, I've thought of fucking Terry's face. Mm. Nibble is mentioned a lot in Carry On films. Yeah, uh, yeah, isn't, yeah. Isn't, what, isn't there a tribe called called Ava Nibble in oh, one of yeah. the other Carry On films? I'm sure. And no one outside a Carry On film has ever used it. Even back then, has ever gone, "What did you do on the weekend? I had a nibble." What does that mean? I don't even I know what fucked that means. A woman in the face. You know, I... <laughs> well, is that like like a woman just like nibbles on the end of your penis? No, no, that, for, is it's that just slang for sex. To be? Have, have a nibble. nibble. Yeah, I had a nibble. Yeah. Having a bit of crumpet. Yeah, crumpet. Yeah, where that became lexicon, certainly in because the seventies. I bet that was well. No, I didn't guess, but somebody went. You know, the holes in crumpets are big. Hmm. Yeah, I can I'd fuck like one of them. I'd like to have sex with them holes. I might as well have sex with them. <laughs> lexicon Luther. That's all I've got. Oh, that's pretty good though. I no, like thanks. that. Thanks. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I've got. <laughs> I thought I'd be honest. Uh, all right, hang on, count dictionary. Oh, uh, nice. Sorry, that's all I've got. <laughs> Frankenstein's like Theosaurus. Sorry, that's, that's all I've got. I'd like Dracula to be a dictionary instead of a Would vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Harker turns up at the door and there's just yeah. a dictionary there. It's a huge dictionary. It's, a huge, it's just a normal size one. No, it's a huge dictionary. He has to, walk, he has to open the pages to find the word door to get in. <laughs> And he has to look up the word staircase to go upstairs. It's really, it's a horrible film. And then Thor, Theosaurus comes in and he goes mad. Because there's now a hundred words for that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Cromwell says the only solution is procrastination. Brilliant. And then Terry Scott's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Which if he I does that, he'll never have an issue. Oh. So, so what does that, what, what is procrastination alluding now, to? Are we Shit, Shitting yourself, breaking your cock off? Do you think off? he means What's masturbating? No, oh, I is that he meant, what it is? Mm. I thought he meant circumcision. 
Oh. oh, there you go. So we all came up with three different Not circumcision, but what's the one where you have your tubes tied? Oh, for sex for me. No, that doesn't make sense then. No. Fucking hell, Talbot Rothwell. <laughs> if only he was no, alive now if it was ask. circumcision, they'll do the circumspect joke. No, he had that time when he was young. Yeah. That sort of thing. So yeah, I think procrastination just... sounds like masturbation. Oh, I thought it was like going to the toilet. No, I thought it was You've been doing like it wrong, the... mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I do it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Hang on, we, we should be with the master of being from exactly. being from the valleys. Can you do a Kinnick impression, Dan? When he goes, oh, 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 that's the sound he made when he fell over on the beach, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, no. splash. Mm. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Um, so yeah, so Henry has now gone hunting for wild tits. Yeah, and he um, finds a lady, puts. Um, coins between her breast, yes. wobbles them, mm. and then jumps all over her. And then her father puts a pit, uh, six of pitchfork up his ass. Mm. Oh, there's a joke here. Shit. There's a joke here. I understand where mm. he, she says, uh, he, she calls Henry, not knowing it's him, a mm. miserable old sut. Mm. Yeah, and he goes, a miserable what? And she goes, sut. And it's like, oh, the joke being, I thought you said sod. Yeah, but sut yeah. and sod are both not good things to be no. called. He yeah. should look at the camera and go, I thought she said can't. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to, yeah. I, had a, I had a Google sot. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Just uh, alcohol. Oh, someone, who, someone, who loves, someone loves a booze, which weirdly Sid yeah. was, so it's mm. perfectly yeah, exactly. accurate. He yeah, should have looked at the camera and went, I thought she meant someone who looks like a face that looks like a fucking aubergine that's been drop kicked into a garage door. <laughs> <laughs> His nose in this is fucking huge. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It, his hooter. Mm. It's beautiful. Looks like a conch. Did you enjoy the <laughs> stunt double they've got for Sid to jump into the, to the Beautiful stunt double. It's really oh, good I to use. Really exactly good to like use. It. Jeanette Cranky. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, is there a much shorter gentleman as a stunt Sid? He looked like a muscular ginger fella. <laughs> really? Like, yes. Yeah. A very lithe, muscular man. Mm. <laughs> Comes running out of the barn and leaps over the fence. Brilliant. Why is Sid? It blows my mind what they need a stuntman for. Mm. Right, Sid, you've got to jump on a woman in a hay. Oh, and get someone else to do it. That's a bit rich for my blood. I think he'd not long had. Which, you know, the carry on film where Jim Dale goes down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's one of the hospital ones that we can yeah. never quite locate which one it is. Doctor I think again, it was, doctor, nurse, not now no, nurse. No, I can never remember. I think, that, I think Sid had not long had a heart attack because that's why in that film he spends it all in bed because he'd. He right. was recovering from a heart attack. Oh. So when they said to him, we want you to jump over the fence, he was probably like, I'll fucking die if I do and that. they doing that. Yeah, fair enough. I, I love that the carry-on films were like, oh, you've just had a heart attack? Hmm. Fine, yeah. we will write around that rather than give you a rest. Also, we'll give you an ashtray so you can carry on smoking. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> All signed by the carry-on team. <laughs> and we'll see him in work in three weeks. <laughs> uh, so then Queen Marie arrives for dinner. With Sir Roger, because they've had sex. They've had sexual intercourse. Yes. Yeah, so he's not she's, homosexual. She loves a bit of it. Or no. he's bi-curious. He's bi-curious. We, we, we must assume. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is fine. He's buy one, get one free, curious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she, um, the food looks lovely as well. Ah. Oh, when they start tucking into all that chicken, it looks lovely. There's one problem though, Paul. Oh, there's a massive problem. Huge it's, problem. It's full of, ket- it's full of uh, garlic. <laughs> it's full of garlic, which as you know is <laughs> repugnant. It's absolutely... I don't know if you've ever had garlic in your oh. food, gentlemen. It is repugnant. Oh, I know. I know. It's like someone's oh. shitting it in there. Yeah. Oh. So everyone's like, God, blimey! 
spitting it out. <laughs> and that's when Terry Scott does his excellent mugging here, I've got, where he's kind of going, oh, Yes. Oh, yeah. goes, oh, I hope you're not looking, God. Because, oh. <laughs> again, his cock's about to go... from Garlic and women make my cock fall off. It's carry on anything. It's yeah. literally like you open a door. Oh, a door's been open. Look, look at the crack any, on that. Anything. Oh, look at that plate. I've realised what it is that the carry on films, because everybody in carry on did national service during the war, right? And in national service, they used to put bromide and tea well, to stop people. Even, oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, to stop people having sexual thoughts. They've come out of the war, 60s have happened, and they're probably like, well, fuck it out. Well, so we think that during the war, they mm. had six years not thinking about fucking, mm. and it's all backlogged, and they're yeah. just like, right, if somebody says garlic, I'm going to come. You know those Splash Mountain <laughs> rides, when they turn it off and there's about eight cars queuing to go down? It's like that. <laughs> Hang on, you say Patsy Rowland served in the war? Yes. She was a Green Beret. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look far off it. In this, mind. She punched Eva Braun right up the bracket. <coughs> she punched Eva Braun right up the what bracket? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she punched her right up the hooter. <laughs> <laughs> so King Henry returns, smells the garlic. Go blimey. And he says, oh, this peacock looks lovely. And then Kenneth Williams says, it's all cock and no pee. Yeah. And that's what he, and then he like says. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's how I like mm. it, so... He likes eating cock. He's in cock with no piss. So he's not into no. water sports. Yeah, yeah. But he loves yeah. gargling cocks. <laughs> what does that mean? None of it means anything. <laughs> no, it's just an excuse to say pee and cock, isn't it? But don't look too hard into the actual logic because yeah. those he would be eating animals' cocks every day. <laughs> <laughs> so he want, he's livid now. He wants her gone because she's spoiled his dinner. He tips over the table. He tips over the table. And he says to yeah. Wolsey and Cromwell... And want to go on, and they try and think of a, a way to not have because basically she's been sent from France. They don't want war with France. Yeah. And then they said, "Well, why don't you have a mistress?" And then he reminds them of the family motto, which is <laughs> "Non crepito sum janum," which is never spit on your own doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, he goes, I can't take a mistress. You literally just did in a barn mm. half an hour earlier. Mm. <laughs> Tappens. Uh, there's, what's, there's another bit in this scene where oh yeah the thing is all of this can be avoided if he just says I'll tell you what can you stop eating garlic and brush your teeth yeah. because the thing is she's already fucked Charles Autry mm. and, yeah. and yeah. also early at the start of this scene Kenneth Wim says I must recommend the porter here which is a kid I also did not know that was a type of yeah, ale she's fucked right? him Hmm. So she goes, oh, is I must recommend the porter. Oh, good, send him to my room later because I'll be yeah. fucking Charles Autry and I might need a he might need to tap out like it's wrestling at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we're, we're twenty minutes away from finding out that she also fucked Ken Williams as Wolseley. Oh yeah, that's right. So she, she's I, a I right reckon, little bloody raver. <laughs> I, I reckon Sid James, if he just gave her a chance, he'd have the night of his bleeding life. To be fair, though, in, in his defence, Charles Hawtrey was only able to manage this feat by also eating garlic, so it didn't seem as bad. Yeah, I know, but true. it's like, come on, just... Imagine what everyone smelt like in the Middle Ages. In Shit. fact, fuck it, imagine what everyone smelt like in 1971. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> just, garlic's the least you're bleeding problem. Apparently, just fuck. Apparently, garlic makes the old... Um... <laughs> Does it? Apparently, apparently yeah. it makes it taste different. Does it? Does talking, it like talking about turkey. <laughs> the last one in the shop. 
Yes, exactly. The last one in the shop. Yeah, apparently it does. Apparently it's one of those things that um, if you consume it before lovemaking, it can influence your effluence. Oh, I see. I'm going to take your word for it. I'm not getting tricked again into a sort of Pepsi (laughs) challenge situation. (laughs) Yeah, whatever you do, don't eat Mentos and drink Diet Coke. It fires out like (laughs) a fucking Gatling gun. I just... That'd be, I mean, it's, it feels like some sort of Japanese game show. Going, mm. Not garlic? Correct. Mm. Garlic. It's like that time I ate uh, Alka-Seltzer and fucked a pigeon and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If that doesn't make it into the uh, SmushPod uh, Twitter account, Quotes. no context. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that time I fucked a pigeon and nothing happened. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there were, do you remember that Japanese game show a few years ago where the, oh God, the challenge was you had to sing while a woman wants you off? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I applied to be on that. Yeah, it never took off here. <laughs> they said I didn't have the wrist strength for yeah. it. A masked um. wanker. I think it's Jason Donovan wanking him off, Simon. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that's Bob Carradine. <laughs> and let's spit the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and swallow Jeez. the cat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, he should have swallow the cat, shouldn't he? Deary me. Anal the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and every so often, docking the parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that my mind Tony just. Birthday. My mind instantly went not to docking, but thinking, how's he going to do a parakeet as a puppet? <laughs> It sits on a false arm that he's perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's, that, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh god. Oh dear. Um, meanwhile, in the plot. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, they they suggest the only way to get out of this is by staging a false abduction. Yes. By utilizing the skills of Lord Hampton, Kenneth Connor. Criminally underused in this film. Criminally underused. Mm. He'd have made a much better Sir Roger Lodgley. Yes, absolutely. And also, he's pretty much a straight man in it. He doesn't yeah. really have any gags. He doesn't once do a thing say, that's where he his, lifts his leg up. He doesn't do that. That's his speciality. And that's his thing, it. isn't it? Mind yeah. you, I think they... Wasn't Carry On... Oh, oh no, Carry On Abroad. Yeah, Carry On Abroad's after this, isn't it? No, next is Convenience. Ah, oh, okay. And he's not in that at all, is no, he? No, no. But anyway, yeah, so oh, he's he's plotting... Because <laughs> mm. he genuinely wants to kill Henry with his and friend Guy Fawkes, who apparently Bill was, Maynard, Bill Maynard, and Guy Fawkes apparently was born thirty years after King yeah. Henry died. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little bit later they mentioned Napoleon Bonaparte, so it's fine. They do, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, in Carry On Cleo, there's still dinosaurs, so <laughs> so it's they're fine. not too far out this time. That's true. And of course, Rim Job, the dinosaur. Yes, yeah, so the, the historical inaccuracies. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, so, they, so, they, so Kenneth Williams goes to see him. Yeah. And um, he says the guards are going to be stood down. You have to go in and abduct Henry. So he can't consummate. Exactly. We're trying to see. stop him from having sex with a trying smelly to, French bird. Trying to have a nibble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Sid James wouldn't be. be S- Put off Sim- by garlic. I was gonna say, Sid James just put a peg on his nose, wouldn't he? Just- of course he would. Good. Maybe they hadn't invented pegs yet. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Sid James lost his sense of smell decades earlier. Oh yeah. I think there's a line in Hancock where he just says, "That's not really a nose anymore. That's a straight-up head ventilator." <laughs> 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 <It's-> <laughs> 
That's a forbidden clog. <laughs> so then we get the lovely joke, which is the first of two times we do this in this film, where you get people saying things as the camera pans around, thinking that they're having sex. Yes. But no, they're playing tiddlywinks. Playing tiddlywinks. But I do like all that. You've got to wink and then tiddle. Yeah. Or tiddle and then wink. Yeah. Because it all just sounds filthy. It sounds horrible. Which is lovely. It's very. But I, I really think this scene's very funny because everybody's yeah. like, no, you, you can't do it until you do that. And she does it immediately. Yeah, best oh, of then, 40. Hang on. Yeah, best of 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice seeing Joan Sims doing a nice comedy part. Yeah, and it's nice her being um highly turbo turbo sexually charged mm. character yeah. instead of normally the miserable babble axe. axe. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she's clearly up for it with anyone. Uh, absolutely. She has sex yeah. with Charles Autry for fuck's sake. Yeah. She <laughs> will fuck everyone, but mm. she won't go to the trouble of not eating <clears throat> garlic so she can get the last couple of people she hasn't fucked to fuck her. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Still, I bet Charles Autry's spunk tastes nice. Um well, it's probably less than that. Honestly, the thing is, the way Sid James is acting, it is just garlic. Yeah. I bet if she'd eaten out fucking Hawtrey's arsehole, he'd be fine. I'll go with it. It's fine. It's peri-peri. As long as it's not garlic, at least it's only Charles Hawtrey's arsehole I can taste. That's fine. No, I can't Russian, do a great Sid James. It would be Russian sailors. <laughs> I just, is that the HMS Royal? <laughs> I just tasted all their arseholes. Is that you, love? <laughs> You could never mistake the flavour of the HMS Royal. The Ark Royal, that's what I meant. Mm. That's wow. the shit that's... <laughs> the direction that the spunk took across the room. <laughs> Arking jet of Royal. Yeah. Mm. So, Hampton arrives to abduct the king, but yes. they have mistaken the fact that old Queen Marie can handle herself. Yeah, she's like, oh, if I can't have it, then I'm going to kill you all. She beats them all off. Yeah, she. I mean, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, I love Kenneth because forgotten the plan because mm. he's just like I can't because Sid James is like you can't take me out. I'm about to make love to my wife, and he goes, "I'll come back in ten minutes." Mm. No, well, you fucking moron! This is the plan. I mean, I was expecting him to say, "Can I watch?" So I was quite pleased. That yeah, said. right. We'll do that, and I'll watch it. Well, yeah. there's no point in me being kidnapped then. Yeah. Do you mind if I stand in a corner and wank into my glove? <laughs> How about uh, yes, we all? I do, actually. How about we all piss on Guy Fawkes? What? <laughs> yeah. I wonder he was livid. <laughs> so the plan goes awry. She beats them all to shit. Beats them all to shit. When she comes back, Sid's gone. Yeah, he's, he's literally scarred. He's literally gone. And then a rope ladder comes down from above the bed, meaning that he's been up there watching them play tiddlywinks all evening. Well, expecting them to have sex as yes, well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he probably put a little hole through the top, and you just oh, see yeah. his little little winking. Yeah popping through mm. like a sort of like dragonfly it's probably not he's, I bet there's a hole for him just to look through but there's he's just sitting because that's quite thick those the top of the uh, velour the, the lure yeah he's just sitting in a puddle of days of his own jizz oh yeah oh I, dear just, yeah, I mean, it's like when you cook sausages in the oven and they're in that fat yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he's done days later it's just solidified and it looks it's, like it's it looks like the middle of a yeah, stink podcast like, we've ever done. Yeah, is it? Is it though? I think it, it looks is. like the middle. Of, I don't know, mind. I like the idea that he's already done the hoe, but he's sat just waiting, and all they can see is his arse. <laughs> Charlie Hawtrey's pale grey arse, <laughs> like a limpet on a forgotten oh, beach, like one of those naked rat moles <laughs> looking down at you, like a newborn chick without the beak. 
Oh, God. Uh, so Hello, you're listening to a haughty talk. <laughs> Late night and very hush hush. Um, so, yeah, then we get John Bluthall mm. doing his character from, as Dan pointed out, from the sitcom Never Mind the Quality, Feel the Width. Yes. He's playing a Jewish tailor. Playing a Jewish tailor, yeah. yeah. And he says, he gets his catchphrase and he says, Never mind the quality, feel the cloth. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then we get Conte de Pisa. Brilliant. It's just an excuse to almost say... And Cunt. there's a bit where, where Scott pretty much says, says it. Cunt. Yeah, he yeah. does. Uh, he arrives from Rome and he wants... This is a good joke. Yeah. I bet this joke is very old. But he arrives from Rome and says, look, we've got no objections to divorce, mm. but we want 5,000 pieces of gold yeah. to annul the marriage. So then Wolsey... And he Cromwell. goes twice as last time, isn't it? Yeah, he says... Well, they want, yeah, they so want it, doubles, 10, it doubles every time. And then you get Kenneth Williams giving him a big speech about, is there no one left with the moral fibre like me? Yeah, Then he goes 000. to Henry and says they want 20. I thought he said 50. Does he say 50? Doesn't it go... Oh, I'm sure it goes to 50 at one point. Anyway, oh, no, it doesn't that's, matter. That's what he's going to get if he stays married Oh, to. that's right. Okay, mm. yeah. So then they come up with an idea to raise funds... Which is to have the sex enjoyment tax. <laughs> oh, what is Kenneth this? Williams' delivery of that. Oh. He, he's just, oh, I mean, there's no way to capture his wide-eyed glee. Sex really... enjoyment tax. Chewing the scenery when he's saying it, isn't he? He's so fucking good in this. Yeah, he really is. Also, genuine, it's a genuinely good idea when he comes mm. up with a reason for it, which is because they go, well, that would never work. And he goes, well, it would because men are so like fucking show-offy that they're going to obviously say, yeah, I fucked 10 women this week, mm. so we'll make loads of money. Mm. And the more I thought about that, I was like, that's a genuinely brilliant idea. I mean, I yeah, but how, but how much men aren't telling each other what they're paying in tax? <laughs> well, Maynard wouldn't do it well. He'd blow his cock up. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, don't give the uh, Tories that idea. Huh? Uh, oh, uh, bloody Tories. Or, or, or actually, when you're listening to this, don't give the Labour Party that idea. Huh? Well, they actually do a joke about that. They they'll, do, they'll never they come do. back, Labour. Yeah, they'll so. never get back in. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so then the, the King catches Marie and Cromwell at it. Yes. And she, he says, oh, she felt faint, even though when he walks to the room, he's lying on top of her going, oh, 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 oh I've just come down my leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get another line. I had to write this down. The king says, why should she feel faint? And then Ken goes, lack of fresh air. And he goes, true, she hasn't been getting a lot lately. And he goes, yes, and that. And that. Very nice. Sexual intercourse. So they have to fetch a doctor, and then we get another example of doing a joke that was worked would have worked in 1971. Yes. Which was saying, Dr. Finlay, Dr. Finlay. But which... it doesn't make sense in the world of the no, thing. Like, there's no, no reason to go, come quickly, we've got an emergency. Yeah, because Dr. Finlay, was, a, was it a radio show or a TV show? TV about... show. Yeah. TV show, that, yeah. That, was, that ended around now, so I'm not mm. sure it was that current uh, a reference then. No. But it turns out that Queen Marie is pregnant. She is. <gasps> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And, and, the, and the worst thing is, <laughs> well, Henry's very fun, happy at first. Yes. It's probably going to be a son. I'm going to be a father. And then he goes, well, well done, sir. Oh, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And then he goes, hang on, I didn't do anything. Hang <laughs> on, I didn't bloody do anything. Someone else has come up my mouth. I have not had sexual intercourse at all in this film. And I don't for the entirety. 
I'd love it if he really banged his fists on the table and said, Someone else has come up my wife. Someone else has fucked this heart. <laughs> oh, Sid, 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 sorry. We need, we need to take this again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's because he's wearing Burton's remember. costume. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I know you're taking acting lessons off Patsy Rowland, but fucking remember we're doing a comedy, yeah? So yeah, Pat- orchestra is just as, a tin whistle. As we know, Patsy in the beginning went very Lars von Trier. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she went... <laughs> She went method. She chopped her own fucking head off. <laughs> that little fox from... What was, what was that film with William Defoe? The little, the little fox came up and said, I am chaos. Oh, I know the one you mean. Anti-birth yeah. or something? Afterbirth? Yeah, Afterbirth. Oh, oh it's oh, disgusting. Antichrist, that's sorry. Disgusting. Antichrist, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Antifreeze. Yeah. That's it. Anti-Mabel. Nora. <laughs> Aunt Bessie's. Yeah. Yeah. She makes those puddings. <laughs> Uh, so he's put Marie in the Tower of London. Yeah. And I like this bit when Woolsey puts her in. He goes, still, it's a nice view. And he opens Lovely the curtain. View. There's a curtain in yes. the Tower of London room. There's just three blokes being hanged. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking grim movie. This. <laughs> and what I liked about it, I'm going to say it now, just to see if it made me laugh so much. When he has to bring her back to the Tower later, he says, oh, at least we got your own, your old room back. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's, really good in this. He's so Scott. fucking good. I know he's brilliant in this. <laughs> so then um, they have the to. Way, there's a bit mm. here when he goes, she, she goes, "What do you call this place?" And he goes, "The bloody tower." Mm. She goes, "Don't be common." Mm. The thing is that you've heard is being cock pee cunt. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. All the way through, mm. it's a bloody a tower. What's your mouth, dirty there's, fuck? Yeah, there's a little bit later. She says, "Dirty basket," and, she, and mm. they're like, "Oh." And the bit then, the bit later, she calls him a bastard. Yes. I so she gets offended by basket, but bastard's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so then Cromwell is asked to obtain a confession from Roger Lodgley <laughs> <laughs> about him being the father. So then Marie says to Wolsey, well, you, you've always been very kind to me. How about you write to the French ambassador? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I do find this joke brilliant. <laughs> Just the idea of the different size parchments. It's such a good joke. Go on, what was that? Well, she gives him three letters during mm. the film that mm. he has to smuggle, and he, he alludes to the fact that the only place he can conceivably put them is up his arsehole. And each time he just looks at it, it just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, there's no implication. She, nothing is said that suggests it will go up his arsehole. He just says, I suppose there's one place I can put it. But for some reason, the yeah, people... Up his arsehole. Yeah, but I know, but I'm not sure if they... They, they take the bet that in 1971, the good people of Britain, their first thought would be like, the only place I put anything is up my arsehole. And that, because there's nowhere else to put it. But it's like, I'm not sure everyone these days would go, oh, he's probably going to put it up his arsehole. I think in the, and I think these days with the world of the internet and the things we have done seen, he could have put it up his cockhole. Yeah. Yeah. Could you Once you lived my, in a world yeah. of post-Goatsy, anything's possible. Cardinal, would you please dock this document? That's why it's called document, because <laughs> you put it up your... Dick, like a you duck. Put it up your yearment. Yeah. Your Ignore the parakeet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is an ideal opportunity, uh, what with things being put up arseholes, for a certain gentleman to maybe take us through that scene with a certain impression. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it goes, it's just, okay, I'll tell you. Is any excuses to I was given a parchment. <laughs> By John Sims, who I knew in Vietnam. <laughs> she asked me to take this to her brother, the king. So I put it the only place I could think to put it up. 
I put it up my dick and it hurt a lot. <laughs> so I pulled it out, moved the parrot, and then <laughs> and, and, and then I put it back on and put the whole thing up my ass. <laughs> I tell you, you very I, much. I don't know if you've ever ridden a horse <laughs> with, <laughs> with with a parchment, which is a full wooden. It's wrapped around wood. Yeah. Basically, it was like... And it's got a wax stamp. It's got a wax stamp, <laughs> and that's... Which melted in my ass. <laughs> so it lost all cohesion as a document. Cohesion. <laughs> anyway, and then I took it to the King of France, and I said, have this. And I handed him a sh- Basically, a dirty, shit-riddled note. Oh. And he said... Oh, cheers. <laughs> yeah. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, the French ambassador turns up. Yes. Uh, he tells Henry that Francis I is so thrilled about the marriage, he's going to give him 50,000 gold pieces. 50,000? So Henry's like, ah, oh, uh, so we're going to have to... Uh, he's worried that if they discover that she's in the tower, then they'll declare war. Oh. So we have to retract the confession <laughs> and get her out of the tower. So that's what they do. So then there's this now running joke that goes on for the rest of the film now where they're torturing Charles Hawtrey, then untorturing him. So he basically is not, he's Charlie Hawtrey height, then he's nine foot, then yeah. he's 15 foot. Yes. <laughs> How do, you, do you think they got him on stilts for that? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, yeah. I was wondering if he might have been on someone's shoulders, but there was no but knees protruding. The idea so. of Charlie Hawtrey mm. on stilts is that insane. It's terrifying. I mean, the man was such an oaky at that it's point. That fucking pumpkin head. <laughs> With little glasses on. I loved one of the trivia points in this uh, on the IMDb for the goofs section. 
Oh. Is that Charles Autry is wearing NHS glasses, which weren't invented until 1948. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This film is shit. Yeah, that, fuck that this did film. make me furious. Yeah. John, you can't have Charles Autry with no glasses on. He looks disturbing. That's like saying cameras weren't invented then, so why was this film <laughs> exactly, made? Exactly, right. Tiddlywinks <laughs> was not invented until later. Exactly, yes. What <laughs> the fuck? Barbara Windsor wasn't born until. Um, so then they they everybody's out, everything's happy, and they're having like a little party. Yeah. And then Bettina, the daughter of Charles, the Earl of Bristol. Charlie's. Oh my God! And criminally underused Butterworth. Yes. He's, yeah. He has two yeah. lines. Two lines. Two lines, and he doesn't do any like or anything. Oh dear! What a shame. Uh, Who was cut out of this? Wasn't there? Because it was quite somewhere in the world, there was a two and a half hour fucking cut of this. No, with yeah, because David Essex was fucking in it as a character that's completely cut out. Oh my god, what David yeah. Essex? David Essex, that was in the IMDb trivia. So if he's gone what? completely, you can imagine Peter Butterworth had a much bigger part. That's like you just saying that Hilary Swank was cut out of it because she was like three. Like, I will <laughs> say this was a pre-fame David Essex. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's, I think, because he was cut out of this, that's why he was later allowed to be famous. Right. But did you enjoy the fact that uh, Peter Barthes was playing the Earl of Bristol and he's Earl Barbara Windsor's father? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. And he's called Charles, and then when uh, Sid sees him, he says, because uh, he's got two daughters, and he says a yeah. pair of Charlies. pair of Charlies, yeah. <clears throat> Not a pair of Bristols, which weirdly Seems is, more is there, isn't it? Yeah. But then, it is, yeah, mm-hmm. but I suppose it's four tits, so it doesn't quite Imagine sense. if Babs in this had four tits. <laughs> All right, let's imagine that. Let's imagine that for a Hang minute. Hang on, imagine that. Tell you what. Oh. Tell you what. There's a was lot that of car na- in the distance or someone's erection? No, was that? Paul. <laughs> there's a lot of naked babs in this, more than any other we've seen. You get bum. You get mm. full on bum shot and in this. Some side boobage. Side side yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Which Henry looks at going, <laughs> I mean, it's no wonder that British cinema from this decade on, from this point onwards in the decade, just turned into softcore pornography. Yeah. You could walk through the West End of London in the late 70s and all the cinemas were showing pornography. If you were lucky. It's just fucking insane. And every British film was, God, blimey, look at the size of those tits. Oh, dear, I seem to have fallen in your vagina. Mm. It's all films like that, isn't it? Oh, good Lord, I'm growing, I seem to be uh, in charge of a tit farm. Mm. Triple X. Starring Bill Maynard. It's, and it's, those sort of, it's those sorts of films, isn't it? Oh, no. Oh, I'm oh, king of erections. We've inherited a tit farm. Yeah. Is we've inherited a, a tit farm. It's like we bought a zoo. Yeah. yeah, it's like we bought a zoo. Like We thought they were birds when we bought the place. Mm. Yeah. And what we have found is that it is, if it's a bit like The Prisoner. You know, all those bouncing balls, them, yeah. but tits. It's it's a film where Ronnie Corbett finds out like he goes to like um the reading of the will and and yes. and to and to Plimpsel I leave my tit farm. Sorry, and did you say his name was Plimpsel? Yeah, Plimpsel. That's amazing. Um, Thank you. I, I leave this tit farm and long may it continue. Even though the guy's dead. I don't know well, I imagine the guy speaking. reading the will, based on the voice you're doing there, is the guy, the old man from Are You Being Served with the little. Guy yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. And and um, yeah, and like Mary Millington plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Beryl Reed r- uh, runs a dick farm next door, and there's <laughs> hilari- <laughs> hilarity ensues. Yeah, I've got to get up at six every morning to milk all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Dandy Nichols on the fence going. Oh, I don't yeah. know what he's inherited, but there's a lot of tits. Oh, oh tell you about when I was younger, it was tits as far as I could see. Now you look at the back window, you can see his dicks. Mm. <laughs> 
etc. Et et now the bass is a burglar who's constantly trying to break in, yeah. but sees tits and falls off his ladder. Yeah. <laughs> He has to steal someone for a ride when he comes back. Here's your bag of dicks. And it's, oh, God, it's a bag of dicks. thing is, we mock, but if this film was made in 1975, it would have made the modern-day equivalent of £750 million. <laughs> and that's just in Surrey. <laughs> in Surrey alone. In Godalming, it broke all box office records. <laughs> that's for Little Hampton. <laughs> we haven't seen Oppenheimer, but I've watched Tits Milking, the movie. I watched, I watched We Inherited a Tit Farm. Yeah. And I've got it on Blu-ray. It's part of the Criterion Collection. <laughs> well, I've got the vanilla edition, which is the I've, only yeah. one to watch. I went to see two films. I want to see Tit Farm and Barbie on the same day. We call it Tarby. We've all got teeth <laughs> with Jim Tarbuck on. And <laughs> <laughs> so that they know we're enjoying the film. We all wore four phone tits to the premiere with Tarby's face on them. <laughs> I'm proud of it! <laughs> anyway, back to the mm. plot. Yeah, 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 back to the plot. <laughs> so, he's dancing with Barbara Windsor. He, he shuns Joni and goes Ooh. and dances with Barbara. And then he says to her, what's your name? She says, Bettina, but everyone calls me Bet. Yeah. And I was thinking he was going to go, well, you're a good bet or something. Something no, better I than that. I think he does say something like that, doesn't he? Well, he says that you call me Madge. Oh, Okay. Yeah, because he's magic. This bit I've written, I laughed here. Yeah? That's the only person I've laughed. Oh. You didn't write down what it was. And I did. It was the bit where she's talking about having been in Spain and she's describing castanets. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. And oh, he jump, just goes, yes, Jumping around and they kept banging together. Oh. Yes, I've noticed them. Yes, I noticed that and I've come. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't mind jizzing all that. I mean, um, so he, they, he dances, then he takes her out to the garden where he's feeding her drink, but it sounds like they're fucking. It is really. It's like go. I'll just add one more. Just of it. another little bit. Yeah, I, will. Like, I can't handle all of that. And he's like, just a little bit more. And you mm. think he's slipping her a length? Yeah, it's disgusting. He's not. Anyway, he's, he's giving us some drink. They are really drink. good together. These two. They it's genuinely. It's almost like they were having sex chemistry. off the screen. <laughs> At the end, yeah, mm. well, yeah, mm. well, no, that, yeah. That's because mm. they were fucking. I like, just he, love the love the gag where she goes, "Who would have thought it me in the king's arms?" And he just goes, "It's the best boozer in town." <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> a great joke. That's a great joke. He also says, um, "Drink, uh, drink is a good ardor. The more you yes, drink, the harder right. you get." And then he just goes, literally, like very playfully, "Can I see your tits?" Mm. And she goes, "No, <laughs> you fucking can't, you dirty old broad." And she goes, "Well, look, if you close your eyes, mm. I'll let you feel them." And then there comes a stage where all known reality, if you start picking at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she puts two marrows in his hands and he just goes, oh, bet. Hmm. Oh, bet. So he now thinks I have her breast in my hands. And then he moves his hands and in his head thinks that he has ripped her tits off. <laughs> Genuinely thinks... He has removed them, like they're light bulbs and he's unscrewed them or something. I don't know what it is. And he goes, yeah. oh, God, what have I done? Like, he thinks he's ripped her breasts off. Yeah. Yeah. And off insane. camera, David Cornerman goes, okay, cut, print, wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I like it that he's actually thinking about the programme You Bet with Bruce Forsyth. Right. Hmm. Is it? He goes, right, I'm going to, what is it? Tits or marrows with mm. Bruce Forsyth? Uh, marrows, tits, tits or marrows. Right, okay, we've got. We've got. Higher than a tit, a marrow! Who thinks this man will be able to identify three marrows or tits? Higher than a parsnip, a nipple! Three marrows would be from Total Recall, surely. 
We've got <laughs> Arthur Scargill. Let's ask you first. <laughs> All right. That's Kinnock. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, all right. Mm. There you go. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> That's not bad. Cut yeah, print. that'll do. <laughs> so, yeah, he thinks he's removed her breast somehow. Yes, he it's does. Just, it's a proper nightmare. Uh, yeah, it's it nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's marrows. Yes, yeah, marrows. And then she sort of runs away and he sort of goes to grab her but falls into the dirt. But you've forgotten the most important bit. Oh, have I? Yeah, well, they, well she eventually he talks her into kissing him. And when she okay. does, he they kiss so much, his sock suspenders go... Fly off. Yeah, they fly off, and he goes. <coughs> yeah. That was a little kiss. Let's have a big one. Yeah, I think he's just his socks are like in the Great Escape. They're just full of cum. <laughs> he has to sort of shift them out into the yard, and loads of baby plants grow. <laughs> Is it possible it's just that his socks have got a better agent than any of the actors? And he going, we're getting the fuck out of this production. Mm, yeah, it's probably possible. deep vein thrombosis just being filmed. <laughs> yeah. Deep throat As thrombosis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then uh, they, he falls for a bit. And then he goes off for two weeks and he comes back to Marie and she says, Where have you been? And he says, I've been off, I've been off in Bristol laying a foundation. Right. But sense. later on, we find out that they haven't, he hasn't seen yeah. her naked and they haven't had sex. Yeah. What so have been doing for two weeks? I presume he's just been fucking loose masonry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been in the aquarium in Bristol, that's all he's done. Mm. <laughs> Now, Loose Masonry sounds like a porn name. It does, actually. Yeah. Brock Chesswell. <laughs> loose, loose Masonry. masonry. It's amazing. <laughs> He's a guy with a really fucking wide arsehole. I thought it was a woman. Oh, a it's woman with Lucy a wide Masonry. arsehole. Loose Masonry. They yeah. call it's, me Loose for short. Loose sounds masonry. like a really shit sort of like tribute act to like hot gossip. Yes, <laughs> loose, it does, Loose it? Masonry. <laughs> Choreographed by Flake Colby. <laughs> Yes, it's weird, isn't it? Like you lose her mm. sex, but he hasn't even seen her naked. Not seen her naked. Not done. No. He's not had her. sex yet. Let's not, think, let's not forget. Sid has not had sex yet. We are Charlie Hawtrey's had sex. Charlie, I mean, seriously, you get to the point where you're like, I haven't had sex. Charles Hawtrey's had sex with my wife. Charles, like, oh, I'm homosexual. I've had loads of sex. Wow. And that's just that's like. That's not a good place to be when Charles Hawtrey's getting laid more than you. Getting more with a yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Marie's making him a tapestry, and it says uh, Henry is a she. Yeah. And he goes a shining example. So yeah, it's a good gag. And he says, yeah. "I've got a surprise for you. Don't tell me. Don't say I never get anything for you. I've got you a new lady in waiting. It's only bloody bet." That's rubbing her nose, isn't it? She already knows that he fancies her. And she says, "It's a great honour the king has done me." Goes, that no, is a funny no, bit. no, 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 no. Oh. You forgot the, the full stop. Mm. Oh, gold. Mm. Yeah. Um, he has such passion, passion for this wench. It rocks his socks, he says. Yeah. <laughs> they can't marry or lose these 50,000 crowns. You're the king. Yeah, but he does say that like, his coffers are empty at one point. Yeah. He was, he's supposed what, to be what, about the, what about the SET? Oh, Never heard about that again. Well, it takes a, yeah, but that doesn't go until the next tax year. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one fucks in England on next. And I guess April. at some point you're gonna have a mass rebate. Oh, very good, very good, very good. <laughs> good joke that. Yes, yeah, good. It's a good joke that. Everyone at home, you can note that down in your copybook. <laughs> <laughs> so his friend Sir Thomas tells him there are ways of seeing her in the nude, mm. and the first plan is oh that we're God. going to dump water on her, but obviously it goes wrong and it dumps on Sid. Yes. 
Second plan is to spy on her having a... It's the king. You just walk in and look at her bath. Okay. Yeah, he's the fucking king. He, he can just say, I'm going to sit here and watch you having a fucking bath. And if you don't, I'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm the has king. anyone heard the expression, it's good to be king? Exactly. But no, his plan is to have a horse pull him up on a pulley to mm. look in her window. But of course, the horse goes too fast. Yeah. So he goes up in semi-fast forward. Yeah. And comes down in semi-fast forward. And to certain death. So, yeah, he would have broken his legs, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah, it would be like the fucking the end of Tommy Cooper's last act. Yeah. Um, he gets soaked in water again from her bath because she takes yeah. the massive plug out. Yeah. And then Sir Roger has finally retracted his statement. He's nine foot tall with a cock and balls the size of Norfolk. <laughs> They've stretched his cock and balls as well, have they? Yeah, of course they would have done. That's a good visual joke, though, isn't it? Is when he comes in and he's camp? really tall. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's now 15 foot. I like that. <laughs> they then trick Bet into getting undressed in front of them. And this is who we get for like full... Not What's the opposite of full frontal? Full backle? Yeah, full sidle. Ass stuff. Yeah. Full ass stuff of, of dearly departed babs. Yeah. Because uh, they, they, they say to her, you're going to have to wear this sachet dress thing and Terry right Scott now. Does, Terry Scott does the best... Terry Scott forgets oh, these of Vicar. He's, he's the cardinal and just starts going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, so the, what they've done is they've, she's gone behind the screen and then when she's not looking, they've lowered the curtain so they can see her in the mirror. Yeah. And we get a long old shot of her bum. It's a long old shot, this mm. one. Yeah. Mm. So then we get um, Marie's in the tower. And that's when we get Wolsey saying to her, I managed to get your old room back for get you. Get your own room back. Is fine. Yeah. So yeah. then, so Roger... Is also, she goes, I've got another note for you, and it's a really short, fat note. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's a, I like that no. joke. Please, no. <laughs> and then we get the one uh, visual joke I really enjoyed. So Roger's going to be put in the Iron Maiden, and it's got a vacant sign like a toilet. Yeah, and then it's engaged when he's in it. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, David Prowse, one of the torturers, we mentioned that earlier... Uh, so Roger signs and leaks water. Yes, because of the spikes from the iron. The spikes from the iron. Oh, they let him out. He complains. He says, "I'm so glad you let me out." There's been such a horrible draft in there. Horrible draft. Mm. Yeah. Good joke. He's like a fucking Terminator, isn't he, old uh, Roger? He is. You can't kill him. Can't kill, can't him. kill him. Apart yeah. from if there's a fire in his house. Right. Apart uh, from if you're a hoarder with yeah. no money mm. who likes to get spat on in the local pub. And sleep with Russian sailors on shore leaving deal. Mm. You cannot be killed. Uh, yeah, this is like fucking hell. This is like Ken Loach's remake of, uh, what's that, Bruce Willis film? Unbreakable. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Charles yeah. Holtree is Bruce Willis in. Unbreak- what happens? He just gets spat on by sailors. It's quite That's a different film, then, isn't it? <clears throat> God, Charles, Charles Hawtrey would have been the ultimate Harry Potter Horcrux. They'd never fucking find that one. I'd imagine the end of Charles Hawtrey was like the end of Terminator 2, but instead of lava, it was cum. <laughs> And he hasn't got up. his thumb up. Well, yeah. not in the air. Not in the no, air. No, no. Uh, oh, so, <clears throat> we love you, Charles. Um, Henry, hearing that everything is going to be good, sends old Babs to the bedchamber. Yeah. And then he gets in there and she's reading Ball's Book of Law. Brilliant. She says here that because we didn't get married properly, we're not properly married. He said, ah, that's all a load of balls. There you go. It's a reprise of the cobbler's joke. Yeah. yeah. What, is he, uh, what is it? He goes, oh, that's just Paul's pause yeah. opinion or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. Can I fuck your tits? And she's, like, 
She's like, well, my next book's Emmanuel Kant. And he mm. just goes, disgusting. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then he does the Aussie song from Monty Python. Yeah, does that. So the handsome king of France, Peter uh, Peter Gilmore, who... Yeah, semi-regular. Semi-regular, but many people will know best as the voice of the old Reeves and Mortimer. Yes. yes. Was he now? Yeah. yeah Reeves and Mortimer. These yeah. people do. It's mm. Reeves and Mortimer. Hey, you. What are you doing? Yeah. Hey, Ooh, you. Me? Yeah. Yes, you. He arrives on a surprise visit to see on Marie because he's heard she is in the club of the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> she has a one in the oven. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Henry realizes the only way to avoid war with France is to, you know, play along. Yeah. So then, meanwhile, we cut to the Tower of London where Guy <laughs> Fawkes is going to blow it up. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I don't know. He what the fuck is this? Up. Did you notice, and I only saw this from the trivia, that the hole he blows on the door of the Tower of London is shaped to be the same as Australia? Yeah. I Why? Saw trivia. Why? I did not. What? what? What does that mean? Don't is it a joke, or was they just like, we found a bit of wall that is that has a strangely cut out of it from a different film? I have no idea. Or was it idea. a joke? Or was it a coincidence? There's no way to know. No one will know, ever know. They all took it to their grave. But that's when, when it doesn't go off. That's when Kenneth Connor goes, oh, forks. But he says exactly like he's saying, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, oh, you and your bloody gunpowder. <laughs> and then he explodes and we just get his shoes falling to the just ground. Get his shoes, yeah. Comedy shoes. So King Francis runs up to the room to, oh, to see Maria oh, in bed. Oh, only bloody Babs Windsor in the bed. Yeah. And he says, I hear you are <laughs> un petit raver. Little raver, yeah. yeah. And he also quite fancies her. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finds out, because Sid's trying to tell her not to mention that Marie's <laughs> in the tower. And he keeps gesturing up. She goes, oh, she's up to spout. Mm. And I don't know why that really yeah. made me laugh as a line delivery. That's funny. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, no, she's upstairs. And then Sid gives a face like, oh, good. Well done, love. In the tower. Oh, oh, fucking hell. And then he says, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's war. It's war. It is war. Mm. And then Henry says, by the way, before you do all that, there was a kid. She's been kidnapped. <laughs> well, they tried to kidnap her, so I put her in the tower to keep her safe, and I put Babs in the bed as a decoy. Yeah. And then Kenneth Connor comes in with Maria. Uh, oh no! First, Kenneth Williams comes in. Kenneth Williams. Or is it Wolsey? No, Wolsey comes in first, doesn't he? And says that the Queen's been kidnapped. Mm. And then he says, "Ah, oh, well, you're going to the tower then." Yeah. This is a and then Queen Maria arrives unharmed with Lord Hampton. Yes. Uh, so he declares Lord Hampton Prince of Berks <laughs> and gives him 10,000 crowns. Uh, and yeah. then Kenneth Connor says, well, as my, she, Marie says, aren't you going to say what you were going to say about him being a horrible king? And he says, no. As my family motto says, non fartum contra tornetrum, which apparently means fight not against thunder. There you go. There you go. There you go. So everything's good and everything rosy in the garden. And then finally Cromwell arrives with another confession from Roger de, Ro de Lodgers. <laughs> and Henry's like, what's this? It's you that were conspiring against us to have my wife abducted. Rips it up, which he's done a couple of times before, and says, you're going to the tower now. And he really wasn't. No. <laughs> no. So an innocent man is going to the tower. Well... Paul, it's, it's not Ken. the first time that's happened, doesn't it? With big, no, with big governments and royal families. Mm. Yes, you Tony remember the humble, humble tale yeah. of Diana, Princess of Our Hearts. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> died died in a log flume. That's right. Didn't she? In yeah. Chessington. Chessington. Oh. <laughs> Dreadful. In the bubble works. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so Francis <clears throat> asks Henry, he says, you know what, that Bettina, do you mind if I have a bit of her? No, I wouldn't mind a nibble with her. Yeah. And he says, and oh. he's like, oh, no, you don't want her. No, she's all, he should have said she's all stuffed by the clinker. Yeah. yeah. Those also, weird 70s references. Mm. Oh, I'd love you to have her, but technically that's human trafficking and that doesn't seem all right, even in 1971. Fuck you. Fair enough, then. We'll do that, then. Only if I can watch. Only if I can be asleep on the end of the bed. <laughs> Like a horrible old walnut oh, cat. God, like a dog that you know you have to put down. <laughs> and you can't face it. <laughs> like a cold bowl of courage on a courage porridge on porridge. a tray. You wake up every morning and look at that dog and just go, I can't, I can't. It's cruel to keep this thing alive. So this is yeah. Sid James lying at the end of the bed watching yeah. a Frenchman fuck his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. completely yeah. naked, just going. <laughs> If only uh, I like garlic, I'd be uh, fine. If only I admired the French penchant for garlic, everything would have been all right. But Bettina is very happy with this proposal. Yeah, and oh, she's going to go off to be the Queen of France. There's a there's a bit here where Sir James goes out to say goodbye to her, and he looks, he's proper acting. He looks fucking crestfallen. Mm. The only time we've seen him act like this and then carry off him is when. Um, it, it, it carry on at your convenience, where he sends uh, Joan back into yeah. with, back to her husband. Yeah. I wonder if in real life, before they did the shot, literally she's told she's told him in his trailer, "Look, Sid, that's enough between us." So. <laughs> yeah. So he's doing real acting. Oh, or girl. Ronnie Knight was on set watching. <laughs> Ronnie yeah, exactly. On set. Yeah. yeah. So she's gone off to be the Queen of France. Meanwhile, Marie says that she loves him, and then we hear that she's gone into labour, and that's when he says. Yeah. Don't worry, they'll never get back in. They'll never get back in. Oh dear. But no, and I thought there was going to be a visual joke here. And I was same. I thought it was good. I always in my head thought they were going to look at the baby. Yep. and it would be Charlie Hawtrey with a little pair of glasses. A on little baby with yeah, Ch- yeah Charles yeah. Hawtrey is dressed yeah. as a baby, but, but it's no. not. It's not. It feels like that was the intention because he looks and gives a reaction. Yeah, you never yeah. see the baby. Yeah, weird. So then he promises that he'll be a faithful hus- husband and father, even though it's not his baby. It'd be really weird if he looks and it's just like the uh, like a video cassette of Tron. Oh, imagine. that'd be mad, wouldn't it? <laughs> just not explained. <laughs> <laughs> not even bloody out yet. It's not even out, but it's just somehow. Yeah, IMDb trivia there. The film Tron was not made until 1982. <laughs> <laughs> John Simms could not give birth to a video cassette of Tron. <laughs> Although I think many women out there, and I, I think you're listening to this, ladies, <coughs> and I think you'll say right. Sisters, you'd rather give birth to a video of Tron than a baby, wouldn't you? That looks like Charles Autry, certainly. Yeah, I mean, the, the Tron's know. flat and it's a consistent shape. Fucking hell. This is... I can't wait for you to do a TED Talk. We <laughs> did a fairly gruesome test on some women. Hmm. We made one give birth to a baby and the other one had to give birth to a sideways copy of Tron. Betamax. I mean, again, right? this is David Craig. Betamax would be fine. Wouldn't that be a premature VHS? <laughs> We made this lady give. <laughs> we made a slit out a, a laser disc. Mm. That's oh. awful. It'd be much yeah. easier if the film was on a dongle. Oh yeah, no, it would be easy yeah. for everybody. And that, yeah, and that's. And in conclusion, that's why streaming is better for mm. women. Yeah. <laughs> right, sisters. Um, so yeah, so then he walks out 
full of love and admiration for his new wife and then immediately sees Catherine Howard mm. as a handmaiden and is like, oh, blimey, who the hell's that? So he rushes out. Cromwell and Wolsey are about to have their heads cut off. Yeah. And he rushes out and they say, are you going to pardon us? He says, yes, I am. Full pardons. And they say, oh, great. And he goes, I want you to sort out another divorce for me. And they both say... Carry on, executioner. Yay. And they have their heads chopped off willingly. Yeah, they do. Yeah, well, Sir James watches. Yeah. yeah. And then begins to rub himself in the groin. No, he doesn't. He just goes a kind of... Oh. But that wouldn't make it any worse. No, it's true. This is, a, this is a lovely family comedy where the last thing we see is the horrific <laughs> deaths of our two leads. Yeah. Of two of our leads. But we don't find out what happens oh, to Charles Autry. Happens to just scot free, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I suppose he's just now like twenty-eight foot tall, just twenty-eight st- foot tall, striding across England's green and pleasant lands, <laughs> unable to be killed. It's like some really thin, warbling giant. Mm. Just, oh, I yeah. imagine, though, based on the old folklore, he laid down to sleep and turned into a rolling hill. Oh, turned into a pub. Yeah, and oh. they set him on fire. Yeah, the fireman <laughs> carried him out, and his wig fell off. He's like, oh, the shame. If you've ever seen the picture of Charles Orchard yeah. being carried I'm, I'm talking to the people listening. If you've ever seen it, it looks like someone res- rescuing a little lizard. He looks like a really thin Eric Morecambe. Yes, he does. When, when, he's, when his wig's not on, mm-hmm. and his little glasses, and he's being held, isn't he, in his little wee Willy Winky outfit. Yes. Oh, God. Oh. Poor Trying Johnny. to jump over the candle, but the candle burnt too long. <laughs> It seems to me you lived your life being spat on by pub people. Anyway, um, <laughs> carry on pub, Henry then. Pub people. That was carry on Henry. Yeah. Our first historical. Yes. And yeah. it's a bloody good one. Bloody good one. I enjoyed that a lot. It's ruddy bloody good. Lots of gags. Loads of gags. Loads like, of gags. Really gag heavy, which yeah. is good. It, it tries really hard. Mm. And it really does. And does a really good job. Mm. And it looks really good as well. Good mm. sets, good, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. in general. Mm. And I think not every actor in it is uh, making the same film in their heads. No. No. <laughs> no. no. But it's bloody good fun. It's Especially bloody, ruddy good I fun. Think and it's got a really good pace. Because the really thing is, it's good. not like it's considerably shortened than any of the others. But no. It, it, there's no... It doesn't... And it's not just because there's a bunch of jokes. It's because there actually is a plot. It, it's a genuine plot. going somewhere. Yeah, it's they, not a series of portmanteau events that just they no, stitch yeah. together in a lot of carry-ons. This has somehow been thought out, which is very rare. <laughs> and they all clock in at well, like 86 minutes or something. Rarely go over 90. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is kind of the beginning of the end, because you've only got another two or three good ones. Con- well, you've got Convenience next, which is yeah. great. Fantastic. We did that. And then I think it maybe starts to go... Well, then you get things like um, Carry On Dick, which is okay. That's Sid's last. Yeah, Dick. then you get England... And then you get... So yes, he only behind. did two more after this, did he? Yeah. No, I'm not sure if Dick is after convenience. But yeah, there's only two or three <laughs> left. Well, Dick's Sorry, Sid's yeah. last one. Yeah, Dick, mm. Dick is... Sid's Dick is the last... Sid's Dick's the last one, which we will have yeah. to do at some point. But I tell you what, because, because this is going to be a regular thing, Paul picked this one. I did. And do you want to pick another one, Dan? Or shall I pick another oh, one? Oh, I couldn't give a shit. Okay. I want to do all of them uh-huh. at some point over the course of our lives before retirement. Yeah. But uh, th- I don't have the same affection as you two. You two yeah. have more of an encyclopedic knowledge. Sure. Well, I'd, I'd like to pick Dick. Oh, we'll do Karen Dick then. Yeah, we'll because Karen I Dick haven't then. seen that as much either. And 
It's his last one. Who's isn't there? Did they bring in who's who's the lady in Carry On Dick? Well, it's Babs, 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 and Hattie are the two mains in this one. Oh, and Joni, Joni Sims. Mm. Okay, yeah, and. Zsa And Zsa I know what you're thinking of, Dan. You're thinking of Carry On Behind, where it was Elki Sommer. Yeah, I think, do you know what? For some reason, I'm thinking of Anita... Savage shit. <laughs> you're thinking of Helen Keller in um, mm. Carry On... <laughs> I think I might be... I don't know. I might be thinking of Carry On Jack. Anyway, we'll yeah. get to all of them eventually. We'll get to all of them. Yeah, all of them. All of them. But thank you so much for listening, everybody. Oh, by the way, just, as, just for fun... Yeah. What would you give this out of ten? Oh, I'm going to give it a good eight. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 do you know what? I'm going to give it a six because I didn't find it. it this one, as it were, went sounds a bit like sex. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon in our rather irregular, regular carry-on yeah. features. Um, but until next time. Keep your choppers high <laughs> and keep your arms live. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Knickers. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.